At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. We welcome you back in. It is hour number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM alongside the wide receiver, Mike Pritchard, former Colorado Buffalo national champion, longtime NFL wide out as well. I'm Ben Wilson, Matt Santos, our outstanding producer behind the glass. And thanks to the rest of the crew here, Matt Hicks, our technical director, got Jeff, Kevin, all in the house, helping us out, making us look good. We're doing their best to make us look good uh, on this Wednesday. We still have Lou Finnecaro to come this hour, talk some UFC with gambling. Lou, always great to get Lou's insights. That'll be in about a half hour here on the show. A lot of day baseball as well. A couple other games about to start. We just told you uh, right before our last break of Mariners and Yankees. That starts here in just a couple of minutes. Luis Castillo's debut there for the Mariners. In the meantime, Tyler Alexander and Detroit taking on Joe Ryan in Minnesota, fresh off of their big deadline acquisitions. Minnesota, a $2 favorite at BetMGM, plus 170 on the Tigers, 8.5-year total juiced over at minus 120. Then it is Henry versus Bieber in Cleveland uh, at the same time as well. This is in about uh, 10 minutes. Arizona on the road in Cleveland where the Guardians are 225 favorites, plus 180 coming back on Arizona. And Henry, another 8.5 is your total there. Juiced over at minus 120. However, Mike, we talked about it to start the show. Whole lot of wide receiver news going on throughout training camp. Over the past couple of days, we talked uh, pretty extensively about a number of these situations around the league, starting in Denver with Tim Patrick and his ACL set to miss all of 2022. Another interesting situation in Dallas where there's a receiver not necessarily expected to miss all of the year, but this is going to be a pretty significant injury here where James Washington suffers a broken foot in practice. This came out on Monday, confirmed it yesterday there six to 10 weeks. And mm-hmm. you already have Michael Gallup uh, recovering from, uh, from an ACL surgery, who is not going to be ready for week one. 
Jerry Jones comes out yesterday in his pr- training camp press conference and says there is no urgency for us to sign a veteran wide receiver. That was uh, that was the, the quote yesterday from Jerry. We saw, I think, on uh, on Twitter, Will Fuller started trending. Everyone's like, all right, Fuller's got to be signed by somebody. Probably the you know the, the the first veteran wide receiver on the market you would think of right now. Uh, how concerned would you be if you're if you're looking at this from a Dallas perspective, having already lost Amari Cooper in the offseason and a pretty you talk about a lack of depth that's mm-hmm. certainly there right now for for Dallas at the very least starter starting this regular season here uh, coming out for week one. So Washington six to ten weeks. Think about that for a minute. Uh, they're not going to rush him back because you cannot play with a broken foot. Uh, you cannot rush anybody back. I don't care who you are, which position you play uh, when you're dealing with the the stress that you put on your feet. Uh, so six to ten weeks, that's a wide window there. Uh, so, you know, you're into the season. You're into the month of September here. Looking at the, the schedule for the Cowboys, they got the Buccaneers. They got the Bengals, Giants, Commanders, Rams, and the Eagles all, all at the front of their schedule, right? So I think from a depth standpoint, uh, Washington going down is concerning if something happens to CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. Because now the drop-off and depth is immense. It's it's Thelma and Louise off a cliff, kind of, right? It's not like you're grooming a backup player to be a starter someday, or you have a a backup player that's capable of being a starter at times. Now you're going from that situation because of the Washington injury to somebody totally unproven, somebody primarily as a special teams guy, right? And so the depth drop-off is is something that is concerning. But uh, as long as CeeDee Lamb is okay. I think Michael Gallup uh, will be eventually will will join the team, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you lean on the Cowboys and what other pieces they have, whether it's tight end. Schultz, I think he's incredible. Uh, you know, certainly the running game and what they can do there, uh, the play-action element too. But if you got a spectacular player like CeeDee Lamb still available, you're okay until Washington gets back. And there, therefore, there's no urgency to go out there and, and look for a long and a tooth receiver right they can't get on a roster right now because he's too old or too banged up or, or somebody that's unproven you know uh, would should the Dallas Cowboys should they have kept Cedric Wilson probably right I mean that adds to the depth would've helped, but. it would have helped yeah but uh that's the depth thing that's a that's a business decision right there so uh it's concerning but it's nothing severe in terms of affecting the Cowboys in their long-term aspirations, certainly getting to a Super Bowl. It's even with the, the Gallup injury where we figured he wouldn't be ready for week one right. pro football focus. Again, we talked about this with Denver and the positional grades Broncos were 10th. It's like, where, where do we view them now with Tim Patrick's ACL Dallas was 12th. And that is largely because of CD lamb and the bit and the big uh, jumps that he went from, from you look at rookie year to last year. If you look at some of the PFF grades, uh, a big, big leap there for lamb and year number mm-hmm. two, a season ago, Jalen Tolbert, the rookie expected to now be that number two wide receiver. But as, as you point out here, if you think about James Washington, this is probably like a late September. Right. If they're being conservative, if if it's the back end of the stretch, it's like early October. So when you think about the fact that Will Fuller, you know, we talk about, okay, guys who are maybe over the hill, long in the tooth, veteran wide receivers. He certainly fits the bill. Mm-hmm. So does T.Y. Hilton, who's had injury problems. Odell Beckham Jr. We know won't be ready for the start of the year anyway. So it, it, it does kind of make sense when you look at what, what Jerry Jones is saying right. here. And I think what you look, it's funny to say this in the, in the, in the, in the stance of looking at Dallas as a franchise where they have, they've always been that team who's been like, all right, whatever we need, let's just go out and mm-hmm. find it. Even if it's not really the right piece, 
So it is interesting to see them show at least a little bit of restraint on the surface here, and I'm sure that makes you you would feel a little more confident in their core as a whole here. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. I think as a better, I'm looking at how they function as a as an organization. Whether the front office is doing their due diligence and finding diamonds in the rough in terms of guys uh, who could come in from a depth situation, uh, right? And you know, you think about Cedric Wilson, uh, somebody like that who stepped in mightily uh, for the Cowboys. Uh, that that's somebody that you could rely on for sure. But now uh, there's a lot of guys unproven. You mentioned uh, Tolbert right there. Uh, he's a youngster. You know, he's he's unproven. Uh, Gallup, when he comes back eventually from the ACL, uh, what type of player is he going to be? I, the Cowboys can find players like Gallup, which they did, right? But can they stay healthy? And so Washington was one of those players to me. By going down, it compromises the Cowboys if something happens to CeeDee Lamb. You know, if – I, I, I don't know where the Cowboys can turn mm-hmm. uh, to still be thought of as a as a double-digit uh, win total or a favorite, certainly, to win a division. Think about the NFC plus 750. Uh, that goes out the window. 16-1, certainly, to win a Super Bowl goes out the window if, if something happens to CeeDee Lamb. I mean, that's where the Cowboys are right now. I think that's a great point. It's not like this particular piece of news mm-hmm. makes you really worry. It's just you're now kind of a player away, right. and a superstar away from being in a really, really compromised position entering the season. It's just funny that you have Dallas in a, in a sp- position like this where the depth now becomes a bit of an issue. Same deal in Denver, two teams that are getting a lot of preseason buzz, even though the, the really the hot team, at least in the odds board, has been Philadelphia, who's risen very, very quickly mm-hmm. uh, up, up the odds board rankings, I should say. And, you know, they've seen their odds shorten pretty significantly now. Second betting favorite, uh, only, only just right behind Dallas there in the NFC East. But another team who is expected to be very, very solid this year, be a Super Bowl contender. After all, they won the whole thing last year. That is the L.A. Rams, and they also had some more concerning wide receiver news over the weekend. Van Jefferson announced he's going to undergo up surgery as well. Sean McVay, the head coach, announcing that on Monday at his press conference. So Jefferson uh, out. They don't think he'll be ready for week one. It's, it's questionable. They haven't totally committed to his lack of availability to start the year, Mike. But that's a situation where you already know the Dodo Beckham, while there are rumors about him coming right. back, he's, again, not going to be ready for week number one. And so with Allen Robinson joining Cooper Cup there, you again kind of are in a similar situation where does this make you worry about the Rams? I would guess not really, but at the same time, you're now limiting the depth you have. And really Ben Skoronek is, is the only guy who's had any, any real significant playing time in that rotation where Tutu Atwell would be, I guess, mm-hmm. the next guy who could potentially step up. So an interesting situation, to say the least, in L.A. Yeah, Skronik uh, dropped a touchdown pass in the playoffs, I believe, I, right? Yes. Was that Super Bowl or was that the play- uh, playoffs? I, yes, Super, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> Super Bowl. I know you remember. <laughs> yeah, I you do remember. not forget drop passes. I do not. Mike Pritchard with just um, the, uh, yes, the, the crazy memory of, uh, but only as it relates sure. to Sure, but he's passes. a special teams guy, yes. but that's what I'm talking about in terms of being thrusted in a role like that. Uh, can they handle it? Are they ready for it? Um, Jefferson, uh, again, is, is going to compromise the Rams a little bit uh, from a depth standpoint, but from a front line standpoint, I mean, you got Cooper cup, you got Allen Robinson, you got Tyler Higby. Uh, you still have the running game, which the Rams want to feature. Uh, if there's any concern with the Rams and a betting standpoint, it's Matthew Stafford and that pain that he's going through and his and throwing yeah, on, they're reducing his reps, right. shut him down from spring, spring throwing with the elbow pain. Right. Yeah. And they're really not talking about it, which means they're concerned about it. <laughs> you know, and, and I wonder how many times they're going to be asked about it because I think the media is probably need to do their job a little bit more and investigate what's going on. I played with Bobby Hebert, uh at the end of his career, and he could not throw the football without being in pain and grunting mm, because his elbow really? was just killing him and crushing him. And, um, you know, you think about Matthew Stafford at 34 years old and you have pain in your throwing elbow 
that just doesn't sound right to me. So uh, monitor that point. from a betting standpoint, more so than the roster. I mean, there's a lot more noise about the roster running backs and receivers uh, more so than Matthew Stafford at this point. That's a, you mentioned Bobby Aver. I always think, I mean, you played with John Elway, who mm-hmm. was in the back nine of his career. People always forget. I mean, he had, he had rib injuries. He oh, was yeah. all, he was always banged up for a guy who was so mobile as a quarterback in the, in the mid to late nineties. And, and then Warren moon in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I wonder how, how those guys handled, things like this now in camp, especially coming off a playoff run like Stafford did from last year, where he threw so many passes and was able to basically keep himself on the field. Every single game did not miss any time and really hasn't missed time for as much of a bad rap as he gets about being banged up. He's always been able to gut it out. So I don't know if, if you, if you kind of die, tie into some of your experiences from the past, how those guys, the Elway, the moons of the world handled phases like this, if that was always something that went on, or is this just something that gets reported now because we are covering training camps so right. vociferously compared to how we did in the 90s. Well, if you have to manage pain, and, and Elway was one of those guys later on in his career that he didn't practice on Wednesday because you, know, you got to manage his body. you got to manage the pain level. And uh, if you're Matthew Stafford, can, can they still be effective as an offense with him not practicing certain days of the week just to make sure he's available on Sunday or game day? Uh, so that, that's what I'm talking about, getting out in front of that right now because the backup quarterback is Wolford, John Wolford. Uh, so uh, it's, it's one of those situations from a pain management standpoint. It has to be on your radar as better. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, look, it's, the thing is, though, and Sean McVay alluded to this the other day, we're five weeks out. Mm-hmm. Nobody, like, there's, right. there's really no reason to panic. And I think everything you say, it's all about management. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for us to look on August the 3rd and say, oh, boy, guy's not taking full reps. What's wrong? Is he, is he, is he losing it? But no. that's why I always ask. I turn to you. The NFL vet. Yeah. Like, what's, what's the real story? Here? File it away so it doesn't surprise you uh, during the season. File it away. Mm-hmm. Nothing yet to worry yeah. about for now, but it is at least going to be something worth monitoring there. Matthew Stafford and the Rams. We'll have more NFL talk a little bit later in the show. Up next, we'll update all the action in Major League Baseball. Get some of our thoughts on the rest of the card today here on the Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Back on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM with Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson, and we've got some developments already here in some of the day baseball games. You were During the break, you're watching Garrett Cole, and you were not in love with the lack of fastball command. And then, sure enough, first two guys reach there. And Eugenio Suarez, three-run shot. Right. And which he homered last night in the Bronx for Suarez. So right as I said, you know what? That plus 165, I'm kind of intrigued with the Mariners. I'm not going to play it because Cole is Cole. And it's a tough Yankee lineup to get yeah. through debut for Luis Castillo. Well, he staked to a three-run lead, just like his uh, compatriot Logan Gilbert was staked to a four-run lead pretty early there last night. The thing about Cole, though, is his fastball, you know, he's, he's, he's got it going about 99. Uh, he had it elevated a little bit, but he cannot locate his slider, though. Uh, so... You know, the Mariners had that intel three batters in. And here comes Cole, who walked the, the second batter, and he throws that slide at the first pitch. And the hitter's just waiting on it. Because I, I know when he's going to throw me the fastball, but he's trying to locate his slider right now, and he can't. So let me wait on that and launch it. And that's exactly what happened. And he uh, just gives it. up. Oh, man. That Did he give up another one? Destroyed. Yeah. Carlos Santana, back-to-back. Wow. So think about the intel right wow. now. For, Four for the, nothing first inning. On the Mariners lineup and on that bench in that dugout, they know he cannot locate his slider. And oh, so – was crushed. <laughs> was. was uh, so Cole's in trouble right now. Minus 400 live now, the Mariners on the Yankees, and they haven't even taken uh, taken their first at-bats. Three to one on on New York coming back. 11 and a half in-game total there. Juice to the over at minus 125. My goodness. Uh, speaking of having a day, Teoscar Hernandez, we talked about him earlier, had the RBI double to uh, start things off for the Blue Jays' top of the first. He hits a solo shot, hitting 343 now in his last 39 games against Tampa specifically with 13 home runs in that span. 2-1 lead there for the Blue Jays. Uh, Rays had gotten one back there in the bottom of the third all the other games so far. Phillies, Braves, good pitchers duel to this point. Nothing, nothing there. Top of the fourth. And then Arizona and Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, each just underway. Uh, Nothing, nothing there in the top of the first. So as for the rest of the card today, I know now Mike's on like home run watch there in uh, in New York. We're going to get another bomb. Um, Anything. So the first game that uh, really jumps out to me, at least Mm -hmm. before we get into some of your thoughts on the card, Mike, 
Freddie Peralta, we talked about Jacob deGrom last night making his long-awaited return off the I.L. It hasn't been nearly 391 days or whatever it ended up being for Jacob deGrom, but Freddie Peralta, we haven't seen him pitch since mid-May. Had been on the 60-day I.L. with the lat. Uh, the lats a strain, and for Peralta, he returns tonight for the Brewers after a really dispiriting loss. Milwaukee had a 3 nothing lead with Corbin Burns on the mound right. yesterday as a near $3 favorite, gives up a three-run homer to O'Neill Cruz, and that started a complete implosion where the Brewers lose 5-3 last night, had a couple of bases-loaded opportunities late in that game, couldn't do anything against a woeful Pirates team. Uh, fascinated to see what we get out of Peralta tonight against Tyler Beatty, who is likely going to be just an opener here for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Seeing at BetMGM, Peralta and the Brewers minus 200, plus 170 on the Pirates, 8.5. little juice to the under at minus 115. I usually don't play these guys after long layoffs. I did not play anything with DeGrom last night, right. but usually the prevailing thought for some casual bettors as well, don't bet him because he'll be rusty coming back. I mean, there's a reason why these guys are starting when they are starting. They are they are brought up through the rehab, and we saw with Degrom last night when you go 101 with the fastball, 95 with the slider, that guy was ready to pitch. Mm-hmm. I would think the same thing for Peralta tonight. Uh, it's like minus 120 on the run line in a bounce back spot for Milwaukee is is probably the angle I would look at given the lineup advantages here. At the same time. Uh, the, the the folks are a little bit restless there in Milwaukee because they, oh, they traded away their closer mm-hmm. and it was a it was a poor performance last night from the lineup in general. Only only three runs were on three solo homers last well, night. Well, as a better, I would give uh, the Brewers uh, a chance to gather themselves. I mean, Hader's been a part of that fabric for a while, right? And uh, he's gone now. And, and so I, I know the Brewers are, are, are suggesting that they're going to be okay, which they probably will be, but when are they going to be okay? And Peralta coming back from, from his situation – it's not reliable. They're not in my portfolio either. But I, as far as the Brewers and watching them all year, I, I think uh, they just haven't lived up to expectations, to me anyway. Uh, I think they've been inconsistent. So uh, for me, it, it, I, I, from a betting standpoint, I'd stay away from this one. Uh, I would rather see how the Brewers kind of gather themselves uh, after the departure of, of Hader. I think that's a, a great point. And for a lot of these teams who, again, when you look at the numbers and the matchup and you say, well, this does warrant a bet mm-hmm. – at the same time, you got to consider current form with a right. lot of the stuff. Brewers have been a very, very streaky team. Last night was a great example. There are only three runs around the solo homers, and outside of that, really struggled with runners in scoring position up last night. Mm-hmm. Another game that catches my eye here, it has been absolute one-sided dominance for the Dodgers against the Giants since the All-Star break. Six games, six wins. Giants are now two games below 500. While they did not sell off Carlos Rodon, as was expected, Mike, they still are four and a half games back of both the Phillies and the Cardinals now for that final wildcard spot entering play today. And you have the Dodgers with uh, Julio Urias on the mound, about a dollar 65 favorite at bet MGM plus one forty coming back on the giants and Alex Cobb. It is, it is hard to find an angle where you'd really want to support the giants, but could this be one of those spots or maybe they get it back against the Dodgers today? I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't want to step in front of the Dodger train and Urias has been very, very oh, good yeah. today. Urias has been outstanding. I mean, you think about uh, the top of that rotation, but uh, what is he, 6-0 and uh, in his last seven games? And no decision. He got blown up. He blew up in that game. But uh, he's been consistent for the most part uh, for the Dodgers, too. And I love the fact that the Dodgers are producing uh, from the lineup standpoint. What, four teams, triple-digit uh, run differentials uh, in Major League Baseball right now. Dodgers one of those teams. Uh, they're averaging on their win streak, 6-1 uh, in their last seven games. They're averaging over seven and a half games, seven and a half runs per game mm-hmm. uh, right around there. I mean, think about that. So uh, angles I looked at, explored, uh, you could get team total for Dodgers four and a half. I think it was plus 
105. I got to look at that one more time. It's juice to the under, though, minus 140. Mm. Uh, but if you like the way that the Dodgers have been hitting and uh, Cobb, you not really have faith in him from the Giants standpoint, maybe uh, that's the way to play it. I don't, I don't want to lay 165. You know, you risk. Uh, and the Dodgers have been on a roll, but it's the Giants. It's just that Dodgers-Giants uh, matchup right. that you got to keep and, in and mind. And this is—I wanted to bring this game up specifically too to talk about Alex Cobb, who mm-hmm. a lot of times we're always trying to find okay, what pitchers are either due for positive regression, right. regression or negative regression. Cobb is a guy who, on the surface, 4.06 ERA, but all the numbers suggest that he has been getting extraordinarily unlucky this year. 2.75 on the expected ERA, 2.81 on the expected fielding independent pitching. But here's the thing: what expected fielding independent pitching is is taking the actual fielding of the team out of the equation. And as we've now come to know, and we, we kind of wrote this off early in the year as maybe small sample size because the Giants were a really good defensive team last year. They have been a bottom five defensive team all season. Mm-hmm. And so while on the surface, I would say, okay, a guy who has a 328 batting average on balls in play against, you expect that to regress to, to the mean and be a lot more favorable. Again, on balls in play, league average is more like 290, 295 or so. But the fact that the positioning of the defense, the general fielding, the range has been really, really subpar all year for the Giants, and you're facing a team that puts a lot of balls in play and hits balls really, really hard. This is a classic case where, while on the surface, I could say, you know what, look, a team in in a rivalry who's lost six straight against their rival at home with a pitcher who is due for a lot of positive aggression, this would be a great buy point. Because of the lack of defense, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a situation where I just expect Cobb to magically turn things around tonight. And that's kind of the the differentiation you have to make when handicapping these games specifically. Uh, Because as much as I like to look off those numbers, you got to just use it as only part of the handicap and and contextualize what do these numbers actually mean. So that's why I would say if you're looking at some of the fan graphs numbers and you say, well, Alex Cobb, man, it's got to get better for him, right? I wouldn't be so fast to just say, you know what, it's automatically going to come back to the middle sure. because of how porous that defense has been behind him. Yeah, absolutely. I think you got to factor that in uh, with any play that you have out there, Ben, and uh, great information by you right there. Uh, and then what I factor in, too, as a former player is just uh, how how a team is feeling, how confident they're feeling at this time. You know, you get slumps, and then you got teams like the Dodgers that are playing the way that they are, averaging seven and a half runs per game and uh, really have the Giants' number at this point. So – uh, you're feeling energized out there. Uh, I, I, that's why I looked at a team total standpoint. You, you could see some regression from a lineup standpoint against Cobb, too. I mean, that could happen. It's just not a bet that I'm willing to make, yeah. though. Did you bet team total Mariners today? <laughs> Jared Kelly no, did not. Two-run homer. Are six, they crushing them? Six-nothing yeah. Mariners. Well, it goes, <laughs> back, it goes back to the intel that you have on the bench that, okay, he's not locating that get-out pitch or slider. He's going to set you up, so – what does he have left in his arsenal right now? And, you know, the Mariners are feasting uh, here. That's, that's, this is something that, you know, you're waiting for that explosion too from the Mariners as well from that lineup. I mean, they've got, look, they've got the guys yeah. to do it. I, it's pulling up Garrett Cole's game log. I want to see the last time he oh. was, that was this bad. Look, I mean, a guy who on the year three, three thirty ERA yeah. and the guy who had really been pitching to the, to that baseline performance. There was not a lot of negative regression. Uh, things coming on him. Uh, look, he had the game in Minnesota. Where he gave up five homers, but mm-hmm. this is four in the first inning right. today for Garrett Cole. Uh, on pace for by far his worst start of the season. Man, what a – at least he gets a ground ball out there. But, man, what a brutal start if you back the Yankees. I, I'm just mad I didn't, you know, like the Mariners, didn't want to fire. I was committed to this show, Mike. Okay, I, gotcha, know, like, gotcha. Come on, we got to focus. <laughs> I don't want to be tied away. 
Of course, it's 6-0 top of the first. Uh, when, when we return here on the Lombardi line, Lou Finicaro joins us to talk some UFC action. Maybe some NFL futures as well. That's on the other side, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network here at VEASAN. As we welcome you back, Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM with Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson. It's great to have on the show once again, as we do just about every Wednesday here, talking some UFC, maybe some football as well. Lou Finicaro, uh, who you see every every week here on uh, our First Strike show, hosted by Dave Ross, talking UFC. He's got his own podcast, About Business Podcast. You read him in Point Spread Weekly as well. Lou Finicaro, great to have you back on the show. It's uh, another big UFC card this week after, a, I'm sure, a very interesting for you to watch fight night uh, there last weekend. They're all interesting. It's it's unusual that the UFC goes January 1 to December 31 and because uh, most sports are seasonal. So uh, we're the one that kind of goes throughout the calendar year, which is great. It keeps me busy as well. Ben and Mike, I just want to always thank you guys for having me on each Wednesday. Always a pleasure to discuss the fights with you. Of, yeah, absolutely. It's our yes. pleasure to, to welcome <laughs> welcome Lou on to the show. Uh, as far as the main event for this week, no, it is not our producer, Matt Santos. It is uh, Thiago Santos, who is going to be uh, part of the uh, the light heavyweight bout there against Jamal Hill. Uh, as we look at the uh, the main event for tonight, always gets the most attention from the betters, at least to start out here. What are your thoughts on uh, on that bout and a pretty sizable favorite here in Jamal Hill? Well, what what we get is 205 pound guys. At least that's where they'll weigh in. They'll be 230 pounds by the time they step in the cage. And the cage they step into will be the apex cage, a smaller 24 foot cage, which means confrontation and uh, combatants will be easier to get to one another. And so uh, with these big guys, what you got with Santos is a guy that's fought the who's who, but at 38 and one in four in his last five, uh, he's fought killer guys. He just can't get over the hump with him. He's lost a little bit of his zip of his crispness. Uh, even though he's bludgeoning with power, he's a little bit telegraphed as well. Now he's fighting a guy in Jamal Hill that's younger, more athletic, really nimble on the feet, and as well a very aggressive fighter. So uh, I think it's another tall order for Thiago Santos. And uh, Jamal Hill is legit a top six or seven guy in a division that's really packed with top-end talent, and I think it's just going to be a tall order for Santos at 38 to get by Hill. I know Hill's a big favorite, all close to minus 300. You know, maybe because of the five-round nature of the fight, we find a way to take that thing, does not go the distance, or try and find a prop that would lead to uh, Hill maybe finishing this fight before the five rounds elapses. Lou, looking at this next fight of uh, Vicente Luque and, and Jeff Neal, I mean, you got Luque minus 190 here on the board. Um, 
I'm just curious, you know, when you have a favorite like this, a style of fights to always uh, come into question. Uh, but from a consensus standpoint or just an opinion standpoint, when it's so lopsided, is there chances to go contrarian or, or I mean, do you kind of gravitate towards just the best fighter and who everybody thinks is going to win this thing? Well, that's a great question, Mike. And really, you want to find a way to like Neil. And the way to like Neil is to, if we could set our watch on the fact that we're getting the Jeff Neal that's not injured, and we understand he's not because uh, we've watched some of the, you know, the interviews uh, out of Fortis, and he's healthy and focused. I mean, he's had some terrible distractions and personal life issues that have marred the performance of some of his fights. So if you think he's clear and focused in there, that's your ticket to Jeff Neal. I don't know that I can give him that as well he's fighting a guy on the bounce, meaning coming off a loss, that is arguably a much more well-rounded fighter. Neil will not take this fight to the floor. Luke will submit him. And so this fight will be competed on the feet, and Luke is a killer. Uh, Neil's going to have to fight his absolute best. I'm not so sure I can take either of the two dogs in these two main events uh, Saturday night. Again, Lou Finnecaro joining us right now on the Lombardi line. Give him a follow, if you don't already do, at Gamblue. I know you're always looking at where is some of the early movement going here, where, again, before you get to the weigh-ins, before you get down to the nitty-gritty, just from the general handicap, what is the market trying to trying to gravitate towards? And one dog that is getting a lot of play so far, it's in the, uh, the Miller-Walker fight, if you look at the women's flyweight there, Lou, where you saw Juliana Miller, about $1.35 favorite when this thing first came out, down to about $1.20, $25, depending on the market. Lots of nibbles there at uh, Brogan Walker, who's seen the, the price cut from, uh, from plus 110. I'm seeing now down to minus 105 at a couple shops here. What do you make of this bout? Those are ultimate fighter final fights, and those handicaps I don't make. They've got to get their big boy pajamas on and get to the UFC before I'm going to handicap them. So excuse me if I'm going to sidestep that fight, Ben. I just haven't given it any research. But one woman's fight that I have is the first one on the card, and that's Buena Silva against Stephanie Egger. And that's a fight where Buena Silva opens minus 150, and now she's plus 115. So somebody, uh, the steam boys are chasing Stephanie Egger. And in most of Egger's fights, she's been the larger gal and she's got a good submission game, but she's stepping up quite a bit in class against Marina Buena Silva in this fight. And I don't agree with this move whatsoever and advised in the point spread weekly to be patient. Uh, Buena Silva's price still may go up another nickel or two, but I think the Brazilian fighter who's every bit the size and strength and durability of Egger has more ways to win this fight and is in a very good position. You know, though I'm interested in the heavyweight fights, uh, always interested in heavyweight fights when it comes to MMA, but uh, Usman, and I hope I'm not going to butcher this name, uh, Puaga, is that, is that how you pronounce Zach's name? But he, I know he's moving up uh, from that standpoint, but uh, a skilled fighter, but then you got Usman, who's been coached uh, decently, you know, as he's making his uh, mark uh, in MMA uh, fighting, certainly in the athletic uh, fighter there at heavyweight, too. So uh, a guy moving up who could be skilled, uh, any challenges there from, from that standpoint in this fight? Well, you want to, I mean, the Usman's the brother of Kamaru, uh, a Nigerian fighter, power and everything. But, but I think he's 
kind of getting benefited by name, and I think you're paying a tax on him, even though he's a huge dog. I would side with the other man in that fight. Uh, there's also uh, a, a fight. Sakai uh, is fighting uh, uh, Sergey Spivak in another heavyweight fight. That one is interesting. Uh, Spivak comes in with a little momentum, and uh, Sakai has come in looking really poor off two or three straight fights. Spivak may be uh, an interesting position there. Mm, very, very interesting. I do like, I, I also like Lou, how, you know, there's certain fights you're like, you know what? The, they're, they're not good enough yet. Right. They don't, Uncle Lou is not ready to start handicapping that. I, that's what, that's what makes you one of our favorite guests. You're just like, you know what? They're not good enough. I, we're not, we're not going down that path. <laughs> just yet. Lou Finnecaro with us out here on the, uh, on the Lombardi line. As far as NFL stuff, we were talking about this earlier here on, on the show, Lou, we've got the hall of fame game tomorrow. We're starting to get into now our, our deeper dive handicaps and starting to look at where, where the market is shaping up on some of these teams. Uh, where are you at in your process? right now and are there any teams you find yourself just very early on maybe a little more bullish on or bearish on than the current betting market yeah the the under and the rams and you guys were touching on it earlier with some concerns my concerns not only are the ones you brought up but the offensive line with the retirement of whitmore and and the loss of another top starter to free agency uh, that's a 21st paid uh, budgeted offensive line out of 32 in the NFL. And I think uh, with a running game as suspect as they are and the loss of some receivers and continuity on the offense, I think it could, I'm not predicting pre uh, right. disaster for the Rams, but I'm sure not seeing over 10 and a half. That's for sure. Uh, I also think the Cardinals find a little regression while Seattle and San Francisco, maybe not so much, but I really look forward to the NFL season. And again, don't be in a hurry to bet the overs or don't be in a hurry to bet a team to win the Super Bowl just yet. We've seen the center for Tampa Bay go down. We've seen a wide receiver for Denver get dinged up. These are going to happen over the next few weeks. Be patient. That's a great I yeah. think, lesson for all of us as betters. I'll never forget betting a, betting a Broncos uh, play to make the playoffs bet, and then two days later, Von Miller out for the year. And right. It's like, well, why did I just, why did I just wait like a week to make the actual wager? It's, it's great to, a great piece of advice, Lou. Again, we'll see you out here later on on this week in the network. Your your podcast will come out a little bit later this week as well. Again, at Gamble there for Lou Finn and Carl. Great to catch up with you, and I know we'll be doing it again soon here, Lou. Thanks, guys, for having me on, and good luck to everybody. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yes. As always, uh, as far as Garrett Cole, he's back out on the mound. Did not get much of a respite there. Okay. Just, just a quick, well, basically one scattered hit, and, uh, yeah, still still 6 nothing Mariners. That's our big sticker, sticker shock scoreline of the day. Garrett Cole gives up four homers in the first inning, back out there for the second, and it's the top of the order. They uh, they had all nine to the plate in the first inning. So, I know Mike's, Mike's going to be on home run watch as we get to it. That's kind of how this thing works. We still have one more segment to get to, though, on the Lombardi line. Some news and notes around the around the National Football League as we get our final thoughts on what are, the, what are the top headlines going around the league. Get those from Mike when we return right here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, Featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with the BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we're back for the final time on the Lombardi Line with Mike Pritchard, I'm Ben Wilson. Always so fun hanging out with, with you, Mike, talking some football. Absolutely. And, and various assorted other things. Mm-hmm. Orlando Arcia solo homer for the Braves to make it one nothing Atlanta on the Phillies in the bottom of the fifth inning. And then the Rays tied it up. RBI fielder's choice to make it 2-2. A bottom of the fifth. Those are our latest uh, updates from around the diamonds right now. Odds on. We'll have a lot of baseball chatter as well. Coming up next, Mike Palma Mall Shaw from our Circus Sportsbook Studio uh, in downtown Las Vegas. We've had we've talked we talked all sorts of wide receiver topics today on the show. Mike, want to talk one more situation here in the National Football League? This is not injury related. This is just some some positivity coming out of camp. And while you sometimes can take these reports with a grain of salt because it's look, it's just 
early padded practices. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of depth to these reports, but a lot of, a lot of positivity coming out of Elijah Moore and his performance so far with the New York Jets. And this was a report from Zach Rosenblatt in the Athletic covering the Jets that they feel like Elijah Moore is is in line for a big year. Uh, the, if you remember him last season, did not get on the field a whole lot as a rookie. You could almost make a case this is really his true rookie season this year in the NFL. But they say uh, he seems to have firmly established him as the number one guy. So many expectations with all the offseason pieces and moves the Jets made. Uh, what do you, What do you think about a, a, a wide receiver core who's got mm-hmm. a player in Garrett Wilson who is going to be that rookie guy thrust into the spotlight right away, and now Elijah Moore, who they're certainly hoping to get a lot out of in year number two. Well, Elijah Moore, he's a playmaker. He had five touchdowns last year, even though a limited play uh, certainly started with six games, I think it was. So mm-hmm. uh, as a rookie, um, you know, He's doing it well in practice with Flacco. You know, I want to hear more doing it well with Zach Wilson, though. Uh, I, I want to hear that. I want to see that, too. And uh, when that starts to happen, uh, Zach Wilson gets more confidence with a player like that. Uh, then, yeah, I mean, that that uh, boosts his profile mm-hmm. mightily right there. So uh, he's a playmaker. I like the system that they're running. The floor is out there. Mike uh, it's similar to what we see in Green Bay and what we see across the league from a West Coast offense standpoint, multiple wide receivers. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity. Zach Wilson's the key, though. Uh, I guess there's word coming out that Zach is uh, scrubbing his social media and trying to uh, not be distracted right there, which Mike, is a good thing. Mike, you didn't thing. have to worry about that when you were playing. No, 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 social not media at all. Back no, no, not Zach at all. Wilson, yes, especially the, the way, media. especially the stuff that he's worried about right now, too. I mean, not to that level, but uh, no, he's uh, he's got to do that in New York under that microscope, and uh, that, that's tall order. But uh, he's got a lot of weapons around him, a lot of young players, and uh, a chance for these young players to kind of grow together, mature together. Speaking of young quarterbacks in pretty big markets with the microscopes <laughs> on them, a couple of interesting quarterback as well news and notes coming out of camp early this year. And again, like it's, we have not even seen these guys take uh, preseason snaps mm-hmm. yet, but saw this report over the weekend from the Providence Journal. Mark Daniels talking about Mac Jones. And you've been a little bit worried in general about New England and how they have not yet assigned an offensive coordinator here. They, we saw the quotes coming out the other day from Matt Patricia, who's back with Bill Belichick in New England, saying, yeah, we just kind of all like to work together. You know, isn't that a nice fairy tale sort of story there in New England? But the reality is without him, or I should say without a true number one guy, at least assigned to be that offensive coordinator this year, now with Josh McDaniels out of New England, for the Patriots specifically and Matt Jones, Mac Jones in his second year, sounds like he's really struggled in camp. He, he had on 80% of his throws in voluntary camps back in the spring. He was only at 52%, though, the final two days of practice and led it through a couple of uh, picks in 11 on 11s. And this report kind of detailed how they've really set up their camp early to be very pro offense, where it's, it's meant to be a successful period for the offensive guys. Are you concerned at, at all with what we're seeing early in this Patriots camp without an OC with Jones, maybe having some struggles in the 11 on 11 drills. So it's set up for the offense to be successful, meaning they're scripting plays that way. Right. I mean, uh, I, I'm not concerned yet. I, I wonder what the decision is going to be in preseason with Mac Jones, how much he's going to play uh, with a new coordinator situation, or you're just breaking in a coordinator because this mm-hmm. is the departure of this organization. Not only Tom Brady and what he presented and what he afforded you for two decades, now Josh McDaniels is gone. Uh, and so New England really is kind of starting over uh, offensively from a play-calling standpoint and then execution on a field standpoint. Uh, Mac Jones, I think, getting to the playoffs last year with Josh McDaniels, okay, uh, it was elevated right there. Now you got to figure it out this way. Uh, I'll give 
the benefit of the doubt to Bill Belichick and see that, okay, he's going to figure it, out, figure it out with his staff. But I am curious to watch this team in preseason, though. Uh, if there's evidence that Max Jones is taking an, uh, a higher number of reps than uh, a lot of people might be comfortable with, then New England's worried a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if he's not taking as many reps, uh, then it, I think it's something that New England feels like they could probably work through. So, that, so that's the point you're looking at. Right. Maybe the threshold where you'd start to have a little bit of concern there mm-hmm. uh, in New England. Uh, not only Mac Jones not having the best of starts to camps, but Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh where – Mark Caballi from The Athletic reporting that he's been uh, getting all the first-team reps but has not really been sharp. They, they described the uh, the old seven-shots drill. I don't know if that was a thing uh, for, for you, Pritch. The, all, with the offense and defense, they go at it from the two-yard right. line, essentially. Apparently, I just only bring this up because apparently Trubisky is 0 for 16 in that <laughs> drill right now. I don't know what, the, what that's supposed to mean, but apparently Mason Rudolph was, was interviewed the other day. Okay. They, he said he's expecting to get some more first-team reps pretty soon. And that does create a little bit of consternation where you're moving on from Ben Roethlisberger. You'd like to at least see some cohesion right away. When you think about Matt Canada, an offensive coordinator who wants to get more, you know, like more under center play mm-hmm. calls, more, more pre-snap motion, more play action. That is uh, I know that's a situation where it's not like you were going to be necessarily high on the quarterback position already in Pittsburgh, but what does a report like that do for you at least so early? They have a lot of work to do. I mean, obviously, you got to get on the same page, and, and I think from an execution standpoint, because you're dealing with scripts. You're, you're dealing with uh, situations in which the coaches want to see how you perform in or with. Uh, and if the defense is ahead of the offense, okay, you can make a case for that. Uh, but again, it goes back to preseason two, uh, the rehearsal part of it. I expect Trubisky to be out there uh, because he's got to earn a position. I don't think he's afforded and given the position as being a starter on this team. Annoyed it that way. Mm-hmm. I think he's still got to earn it. So maybe from a betting standpoint in preseason, you look at that angle for the Steelers. They, they have some ironing out to do offensively. And, okay, what type of offense are they going to be? A play action? Are they going to run Najee Harris a little bit more? Or are they going to watch that? Uh, what that offensive line is going to be like too? So there's, there's a lot of factors, I, I think, that needs to come together now. Uh, Trubisky and his skill set gives him that opportunity, but he still has to execute, though, right? And and that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, and, and from a betting standpoint, it's an advantage for me, too, to be able to see a number of reps, a high number of reps mm-hmm. from Trubisky out there uh, leading that offense. You know who Pittsburgh plays first in preseason? Who? Seattle Seahawks. Is it Seattle? <laughs> Drew Locke. So Gino, keep that same in kind mind. Of thing, right? uh, yeah, Steelers, uh, Steelers <laughs> a three-point favorite. Okay. It's a 33-and-a-half total. that? I just I was cracking up yesterday seeing all the movement to the under in Raiders Jaguars when we find out Jake Luton is going to be the uh, starter for Jacksonville. No, like no uh, no Travis Etienne at running back, no Trevor Lawrence either, and uh, the total now down to thirty and a half. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, we knew nobody was going to play anyway. It's the Hall of Fame game, so really we're betting an already comically low total down two more points. I just. Not that there are not there are angles to find in preseason betting. We have a lot of shows in the network cool that will discuss that. Right. I just find it hilarious when you get to that low of a threshold in a bar and people are still just taking taking big old hammers at the under there. Yeah, I mean, you're, I think you're counting on both teams being vanilla. You remember the Raiders went to camp early. Yes. I did. don't know One, why the first team to break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they would want to be vanilla with Josh McDaniels and uh, I mean, I think he wants to find out what his backups can do. They're they're pretty much set starters. Uh, but for me, I mean, if, if you're Josh McDaniels, you're trying to get everybody ready. And why would you be vanilla offensively and defensively with a new defensive coordinator uh, and also the play calling situation? Then you got Peterson out there in mm-hmm. Jacksonville. I, I think both coaches in a situation where they want to establish something. And 
why would you be vanilla out there? I know you got the extra preseason game, but uh, maybe you want to test these players as well. Yeah, look, I mean, we, we know that the whole reason the training camp schedule has changed, it's to protect the players. But mm-hmm. if we're being real here, if two a day still existed, would we see all would we see all these significant injuries and reports of shakiness in camp? Like, what do you think? I, I think from a soft tissue standpoint, uh, maybe you, you would still see that um, two a days two a days hardens you. Uh, it, it it creates those calluses for you, and uh, I think when you're soft uh, going into it, uh, trying to keep everybody healthy, uh, a lot of times that can backfire. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, but I mean, football is a violent sport. It's hard to avoid. It's 100% injury business. You would hate for something significant to happen, uh, but I, I don't care how you play the game. Something significant always is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. No, that's all I wanted to ask you. Yeah. I mean, you, you keep it real. Like, <laughs> played in the course, league for nearly right. a decade. Like you get how this stuff works, <laughs> and we're just really at the start of it. Start of, of camp, first preseason game tomorrow. That is that is going to be very. Fascinating to watch. Always a great time hanging out with you. It's always a blast. This has been fun. Uh, For Matt Santos, our standing producer, rest of the crew as well behind the scenes. We say so long. I'm Ben Wilson from the Lombardi line. Up next, it is odds on right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.